series of readers called Today's Work Playbooks was a staple in elementary schools across Cold War America. For David Lynch, who encountered it as a six-year-old in Spokane, Washington, its cheerful depictions of small-town contentment remain the burnished epitome, the literal storybook version, of his 1950s upbringing. Mostly what I saw was very happy, he said in 1982, responding to an interviewer who wondered if Eraserhead was an expression of childhood anxieties. It was good times on our street. It's morning again in America, goes the soothing opening line of Ronald Reagan's best-known campaign commercial, titled Prouder, Stronger, Better, an uplifting pin to the ideals of marriage, family, hard work, and home ownership. This dense, minute-long montage of everyday Americans doing profoundly American things saturated the airwaves during the election season of 1984, with the economy on an upswing and patriotic sentiment cresting in anticipation of the Soviet-boycotted Los Angeles Summer Olympics. Strings swell on the soundtrack as a narrator trumpets low interest and inflation rates. The gauzy images promise good times on every street. A boy bikes along a sidewalk on his paper route. A nuclear family proudly carries a rolled-up rug into their picket-fenced house. Children look skyward as a firefighter raises the stars and stripes. More than 54 million Americans voted for Reagan in his landslide re-election over Walter Mondale that year. One of them was David Lynch, who was also twice a guest at the Reagan White House. Lynch typically avoids political statements and has described himself as a libertarian. He directed a 2000 campaign commercial for natural law party candidate John Hagelin, a fellow meditator, and voiced his support for the 2012 re-election of Barack Obama, albeit strictly in terms of a deep antipathy toward Mitt Romney. If you just rearrange a few letters, Romney becomes our money. I believe Mitt Romney wants to get his mitts on our money. The few times Lynch explained his support of Reagan, he provided entirely vague or superficial reasons. I like this one speech he read early on at a convention. I mostly like that he carried a wind of old Hollywood, of a cowboy and a brush clearer. Blue Velvet the 1986 film that turned David Lynch from an intriguing oddball director into a brand-name auteur has one of the most indelible opening sequences of all time. We see a white picket fence fronted by red roses and a bright blue sky overhead as Bobby Vinton croons the doleful title song, his 1963 hit cover of Tony Bennett's 1951 standard. If the Reagan ad of two years earlier had filtered very similar images through a soft-focus lens, Blue Velvet gives them a lush, picture-book intensity, heightening the patriotic colors to the point of radioactivity. In slow motion, a beaming fireman, a Dalmatian by his side, waves from a passing fire truck. A crossing guard holding a bright red stop sign beckons to a procession of happy children. This dementedly sunny idol doesn't last long. A middle-aged man in a Panama hat and sunglasses, watering his lawn, gets his hose snagged on a branch and is overcome by some kind of seizure, or perhaps an insect bite, clutching his neck as he falls to the ground. 
Garden Hose mishaps are as old as cinema itself. For one of their first films, The Sprinkler Sprinkled, from 1895, the year of the medium's birth, the Lumiere brothers turned their newly invented cinematograph on a gardener who gets completely drenched as a result of a practical joke. It's often cited as the first example of a film comedy. Lynch's scenario is not quite slapstick, but it has an absurdist pathos all its own. The man is still clutching the hose as he writhes and grimaces on his back. A yelping dog laps at the spray from the nozzle, and an uncomprehending toddler wanders toward the commotion. Lynch's camera moves beyond this awful spectacle, pushing past the wet blades of grass to reveal, in gleaming close-up, a swarm of pitch-black beetles as their ominous roar fills the soundtrack. Here, distilled down to a couple of minutes, is the story that Blue Velvet will tell.